0: Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January twenty sixth, and it's actually our first recording of the year. Been a minute, but we're Woo! we're gonna talk today about leadership. Leadership. That's it. Twenty Are you gonna lead the ship? That's right? it. I will lead the ship today. Uh, Dan's not here. Uh, he's got the food shits. We got everybody else. Yeah, he's got the food shits. But we do have everybody else. But before that, um, we should probably catch up because it's been a minute. So, what's going on, dudes?
1: Um, I've been absolutely slammed, as you guys know, been out of town, uh, been pursuing a lot of shit, got too many irons in the fire right now, finally got my head back above water like yesterday as far as like parts go, mm-hmm. so happy about that, i uh, excited to be back in the pod.
0: Yeah, fuck
1: yeah, Bob, what's yeah. good
2: bro? Uh, well, I was in Nashville in, uh, what, a couple weeks ago? two weeks ago and, um, I got COVID while I was there, uh, most likely from there, but I also won $12,000 while I was there. So that was oh, pretty fucking cool. cool. Fuck yeah. Um, so now I get to take that and, uh, strippers and strippers and cocaine relapse, you know, no yeah. big deal. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually, uh, that'll actually get me more than halfway to my goal. Uh, my savings goal to have for my, my house hack that I'll be starting at the end of this year. So, um, Dope. Yeah, and some money set aside for some Dave Matthews shows this summer. So that was sweet.
0: Hey, yeah. <laughs> I literally called Bobby, and he was telling me the story. He's like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "He's like, so between what I saved and uh, I've got over half now, so it'll be a pretty easy goal to hit." And I, I, I actually put some money aside for Dave Matthews fans. <laughs> like, you're the biggest fucking. How'd you, nerd. how'd you win it? So they had this. Uh, they had these contests
2: that they were running throughout the, um, the end of the year, and they did these reverse drawings. So it was like they start off giving away like a thousand and then goes to like two, three, yeah, yeah. four, five, up to 10. And there were two reverse drawings. And, um, I was the only person that was called up for both out of like 700 people. No, so go. completely lucky one, 2000 in the first one, 10,000 in the next. So it was a pretty nice little surprise. So even though I got COVID, uh, winning, winning 12 grand was absolutely
0: worth it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. How about you, man? Salil, what's good?
3: Uh, for me, I mean, just been busy with work and playing volleyball, but uh, I've been going out, saving up some money for like trips coming up later on, like Florida. Uh, there's a guy's trip we were doing to New Orleans, so I may have to ask you nice. for some recommendations for restaurants and stuff, but other than that, just went to a onesie bar crawl last night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I saw you that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. Uh, your reindeer onesie that you were talking about.
3: Yeah. Yep. How'd I went, that go? Yeah. Went really well. I mean, I one of my buddies told me to like use his pickup line. I was like, all right. What was the pickup line? So (laughs) I found another reindeer. I was like, yo, wanna be my plus one to Noah's Ark? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Did it work? She laughed, but it didn't work. It didn't work. (laughs) Didn't bring her back. Yeah.
2: Sal the red rocket reindeer.
3: Oh god.
0: Nice. Nice. What about you, Matt? Uh so I've been saying I'm gonna start phase two since like January third. And now we're in January 26th. So this Monday, I'm officially starting it. No doubt. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, we'll see. But next week. Uh, And then I have, I've got my Airbnb like up and running. And my mom's a fucking saint. Like, cause she's good like at the organization and decoration and like the aesthetics or whatever. Uh, So she's been helping me a fuck ton with that. And so like literally put it on the market last Saturday, started getting bookings. And then like this weekend, I have my first. Oh, really? Not, nice. My first guests that are showing up, and it's just like these. Like this guy randomly messaged me. So they're staying like Friday, Saturday, but these guys are like, "Hey, we're coming from California." I guess there's like a WWE event, uh, over the them. Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, that's a big one.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. Yeah.
0: So, so they're so they're coming from California to stay. Like they're getting in town. Their flight lands twelve thirty. So they're to Saturday morning. Be there. Technically like Friday late yeah. Friday night, early Saturday morning, however you want to look at it. And literally like like setting down, like crashing, waking up and then just like going to this thing. I guess probably doing a little partying. Hell yeah. And they're, you know, so they're basically them. saying one day.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully they don't have Fame wrestling matches in there place <laughs> what's that hopefully they don't have wrestling matches in your place yeah i
0: don't have any like steel chairs or anything that fuck that might, they might got tables in. though yeah sure. tables
3: ladders and chairs
0: yeah well that's awesome dude yeah i saw i saw you
2: were trying to put some emojis in your uh airbnb <clears throat> listing and airbnb wouldn't let you do that you were no. trying
0: you're trying to push p i want to say like my place for sure pushes p <laughs> in that emoji and they're like you can't put that emoji in there <laughs> or we won't we won't list it i was like what the fuck i'm seeing that everywhere
2: now yeah so, I still don't fully understand it, but it's what the cool hip kids are doing all I was Just about to
3: ask you what that
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised. I figured you would know about that Sal. Pushing P is just it's like a work re- in progress, referencing man. like anything anything good you're doing, right? You like know. that pushes P, Hunter P. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I don't actually know, but I know it's a good thing. Yeah. If you're not put you definitely don't want to not be pushing P. If yeah. you're not, you're fucking up. Yeah, you're fucking up big time. So, good I've got that and then <clears throat> The whole supply chain deal is fun. I'm sleeping on a mattress on on the ground right now, which is good. But everything is supposed to come like I'd say all my electronics and shit. And then half my furniture comes this Friday. So I'll have majority of my house set up by then.
2: So you have your so your original place that you got is what you're
0: Airbnb out, or mm-hmm. your your brand new place is what you're Airbnb? The bottom out. half of the duplex is what I'm Airbnbing out. Got it. Yep, got it got living it. at this place. And then I'm it's got like an unfinished basement. But it's a brand new build. So it's those concrete... Like, it's got 10-foot ceilings. It's huge. So I'm going to spray paint the walls black there and then probably stain the concrete and make, like, a pretty decent-sized finished basement. Nice. And then, yeah, we'll see what I do with that. But I'll eventually Airbnb that too if things keep going like this with Airbnb because you can make so much, so much more money oh, off yeah. of that. Yeah. So, like, just for comparison, it's, like, for a buddy of mine that I was talking to, it's, like, for a place he could rent for a thousand bucks a month like for a long-term tenant it's like minimum you'll make 1500 off of airbnb profit that's after you're like paying electricity paying all that he's like but realistically it's like you can make easily 2500 bucks a month off that can't beat that no yeah that's awesome yeah unless another pandemic hits so um but yeah that's all i got um dan's not here so you guys got anything else before we hop into it no cool so today's topic again is going to be leadership. Um, let's start with quotes. What do we got?
2: I'll go. Uh, so I have, this one is from Adrian Gostick. He is the author of The Carrot Principle. And, uh, he said, people may forget what you said or even what you did, but they never forget the way you made them feel. Um, so especially with something like leadership, I think a lot of people see it as a, as a position rather than, um, like a responsibility. So, uh, that's something that just really stuck out to me in one of my, one of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. On leadership. What's it? What's the book again? Uh, The Carrot Principle.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've been talking about that since like day one of the podcast. I think I talked about that. Yeah, very early on, one of our first episodes that I was on. Yep. Cool. What
2: do
1: you got? Uh, So the one I got is Leaders Must Be Close Enough to Relate to Others, but Far Enough Ahead to Motivate Them. And that's by John Maxwell, who's like kind of like a leadership guru, I feel like. So, um, I like that one because I feel like it, it, it kind of closely relates to what I have going on with with my business, and probably Matt and Dan's, where it's a, a smaller amount of employees. So it's like you want to have like a friendship with them and create a good culture, but you also have to be like not in the same position as them. Like you need to be thinking ahead. Yeah because so, I feel like there's been times where I've lacked that even.
0: Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So mine is um, mine's a Steve Jobs quote. It's "My job is not to be easy on people. My job is to make them better." I like this a lot and like by no means am like as like a boss or whatever am I like a hard ass or am I like like ridiculously tough on my employees but it's like at the end of the day it's like I set out goals like we set out goals or whatever and it's like my goal my job as a leader is to get them there yeah. and it's not to just like let them go at every angle it's like sometimes you gotta really push people and sometimes you gotta you know gotta be I don't want to say you have to be a dick uh it just depends on the individual but it's like sometimes you just obviously you can't you can't fucking coddle them you know what i mean it's like the goal is to get them to the goal not to just make them happy all the time
1: yeah if they're comfortable they're not trying hard enough
0: yep
3: uh for me i see this code as the key of to successful leadership is not is influence not authority um for me i'd see it as like you lead by example and like you show action you don't like kind of push what you believe in you kind of like lead them and then show them like you got to make them inspire to like follow you in your their footsteps or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. So do you guys have any books that you've read, any podcasts, any blogs, anything in particular on leadership that you've read or listened to that you would suggest?
2: In addition to the uh, the care principle that I mentioned uh, with my quote, the there's a podcast that I listened to over the last couple months um, by the Craig uh, Grishel Leadership Podcast. If you've ever listened to that before, um, and this is something that I can we can put in the show notes, but uh, the name of the episode is "Strengthening a Struggling Team," um, and that one talks a lot about the hard conversations that you need to have with your team as you're trying to grow an organization and it's about having those confrontational, like, like you said, like having those tough conversations with people versus just like, are you going to be everyone's friend most likely, but first and foremost, like you are there to help them be better at their business and help them either create wealth or hit whatever goal that you have as a business owner. So friendship should come second in everything.
1: So that was a, that was a big thing that I, a podcast that I really liked. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with like probably one of the most obvious ones in the world for leadership. And that's uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I read that one during 75 Hard. And it's probably like top five favorite books that I've I've read. And I think the reason I liked it so much is because he tells a real life story, an example of something he went through in Iraq, and then applies it in a business situation with application for you. So it kind of like, oh, this dude got his like arm shot off. And Jocko took full responsibility for it as the leader of it. Yep. So it's like it's a, as far away possible on like the level of like realism versus like, you know, did you get your paperwork done today? So it's like, to me, it was like kind of like makes a little bit more sense.
0: Yeah. So with that, um, I I read that book a long time ago and to the point where it's like, I probably don't even remember a lot of it. And I was probably just trying to buzz through it. But um, there were a lot of good principles in there and- a lot of it references Jocko's um, TED talk. Yeah. So if you listen to, if you look up Jocko Willink and you just want to see a TED talk that kind of embodies like how it is for Navy SEALs, it's like, take a look at that. And like the gist of it is like there was friendly fire. Yep. And then like people got shot, people like Afghans got killed that were like allies. And basically they were all sitting in a room and he was like, whose fault is this? And like one person would raise their hand, the other person would raise their hand and he'd be like, not you, not you, not you. It's me.
1: Yeah, exactly. and he took
0: ownership. But every single person in that room felt like basically it was their fault, um, or like they could take ownership, or they could have done something to prevent it. And uh, and the whole idea is like if you do that to the extreme point, right, where nobody would ever take like ownership or uh, take the blame for these things, it forces you to think about how you can fix it. For sure. Yeah.
1: And I th- I mean that TED talk I actually listened to it today. It's like 13 minutes long. It's super short. And it's like ranked as like one of like the top five leadership talks in history. Like it's that good of a, an yep. ep, like I guess an episode to listen to. So
0: right, yep, yeah. Again, take a look at that TED talk for sure if you're at all on the fence at all about reading that book. That's something I need to do. And honestly, like I don't have much because I haven't read that. But now that I'm more in a like my main role is a leadership, that's going to be a goal of mine this year for sure. So, uh my question then um kind of leading into this is is what is the difference between a boss and a leader and whatever you think of this it's like i literally have the image pulled up you think of like the you know the uh the soldiers or whatever and you see the boss and it's like the boss is on like a throne like yeah. like telling him where to go he's behind them; they're all pulling the boss and the leader's like okay a leader's right out there in front leading the way for that uh but obviously a little bit of a cliche but with every cliche comes a little bit of truth so what do you guys think is the difference between a boss and a leader
2: I had that same thing written down. Uh, leaders lead from the front. Uh, and I wrote, they don't sit behind a desk and, and crack the whip. Yeah. Um, it's literally what I exactly what I wrote. Um, to me, I, I mean, leadership is... A lot of times, especially with what I do, people see it as like a title, right? Like, oh, you're in charge of these people. You oversee these folks where leadership is not so much a position as it is an action. Um, You can be a leader from day one in an organization. It doesn't require you to receive a, a promotion or a raise or anything like that. So um, I think that's where you see a a big difference in in a boss versus a leader, someone who actually cares about other people's success versus um, they can probably go about doing their own thing and collect a paycheck. Um, Like we were kind of talking about, like a managerial type position versus a leader. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest, I don't know, I see that being the biggest difference between a leader and a boss.
1: For sure. So I think I might push back slightly. Um, so for me, I do think a leader should almost sit back. Like their job is to, you know, point the ship in the direction it needs to go. And then he sends it to a boss to have that executed. So he's the one that's deciding where where are we headed with this organization or business or just your personal development. Um, so then obviously a leader can't go and execute the same jobs that a boss does because if he's doing that, he can't focus on actually moving the ball down the road. So, so
0: wait, so are you saying that there's there's a, both a boss and a leader in an organization? What I, think.
1: I think for an organization to be super successful, you have to have a leader. And like to me, I'll call a boss like a manager okay. in that situation. There's a lot of people out there that are really, really good managers. But if you give them a position of leadership, they'll never ever execute because they were really good at what they did. They weren't good at seeing to the future and moving forward where a leader, I feel like he can sit back like, like a Steve jobs. Like he was seeing things that were happening way ahead of time. He wasn't sitting and developing the iPhone. He put somebody in place who was very, very good at what they did to figure out how to make that product that he had a vision for. Yeah. So I think that's like, for me, I mean, slight pushback, maybe not really, but I just think that there's a place for both of them. And I think that there's people who are really, really good bosses, but they cannot lead an organization. I think of,
2: uh, to, and to your point too, like that makes total sense because you. I think of someone like Dan who is like this visionary, right? Like Dan has all these ideas, knows where he wants to go, and then um, and it, I'm sure it's the same way for like all of you guys where it's like, all right, here's my idea. Here's how it needs to be executed. I'm not going to be the one to execute this. I need the key players that can put this into, into motion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I see what you're saying, Brad, and I think like in a lot of these, um, in terms of like a leader, I think I think it's just like a lot of these are talking about just like whether you're leading an organization or you're leading a team, yeah, right? It's just a style. Uh, it's a style preference. So I actually had what Sal had written down, which is boss is authority, leader is influence, right? a um, hundred, you know, it, it makes sense, right? There's a lot of people that it's like, okay, do, 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 do mm-hmm. this, do this.
3: Well, like a perfect example of that would be like in the sports Like, you have a head coach, you have a head coach that, like, directs the plays, but then you have, like, the quarterback that leads and executes those plays, because the coach can't be there. Yeah. So, there's, it has has to work, like, cohesively.
0: Yeah. And there's a difference between using your influence and using authority. Again, if you're just, like, telling people constantly what to do, and just, like, giving them straight directions, that can obviously be effective. But, like, getting them bought in on it, like, you know, actually understanding, like, getting them behind the why like how we're in this together, understanding like as a leader, like I have your back, stuff like that. To me, that's more influence, right? And it's like, it's getting people to want to do the things as opposed to making people do those things.
1: And so like a real life example, just uh, last week, it was like our first like real work week for the start of the year because we're out of town and like no production. I sat down with my guys and I like on Friday, I sent a message and said, hey, think about um, anything that you think we can implement into the business that will make your life easier, my life easier to where we can hit our goals for this year. Mm -hmm. And on Monday, we sat down, we had like a 30 minute conversation. I brought some donuts in and I, in a sense, gave them ownership of their future per se. And it was like, well, I was caring about what they thought and I implemented ideas that they had to where it's like, okay, well, this guy actually cares about me and how my work experience is going to go. And we're all trying to get to the same exact goal. Like the more successful the business is, the more successful they will be, the farther we'll grow. And I think that's important. I think that's something you see in a lot of startups is they might not get a huge salary at first, but they get equity in the business. So they feel like they're all working towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like they might go a year or two and not make a lot of money. But then next thing you know, these startups are making... Hundreds of millions of dollars, yep. and they have ownership. A buyout and happens, that and then
0: it, exit, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. So, so going off kind of that, like you said, you got the opportunity to kind of sit down with your team and so what are the sit down with your team, talk goals, show them that you care about their future. So, I guess let's talk about that. It's like, what have you guys learned over the last year uh, about leadership or just being a good leader in general?
2: One of the big things for me, uh, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, um, so I had a a guy that came in as our our new market director this year. And the first thing that he said to us was, um, I'm not here to be your friend. And it's like one of those things where you hear that and you're like, oh man, like I want to be your friend. Like it just sounds like it'd be great. Um, You're really smart. And then he's like, I'm here to show you how to run a successful organization and create wealth. With this company and uh then if we end up being friends then then cool that'll be great uh that was a big that was something big that i learned this year and then also just having some consistency and and some structure um my entire career has been a run fast and break shit kind of mentality and it's like yeah we'd pick up clients pick up new clients and we were the top account openers year after year after year but we weren't keeping those clients. Like as far as if you look at our net account growth, where what we lost versus what we brought on, it was, I mean, it wasn't by any means super impressive. So kind of switched my mentality to figure out what systems and processes can we put in place to retain our current clients while bringing on um, new accounts at the same rate that we were before. So that's probably my biggest, like take away from this past year and goal into this year is create more structure to help us um, grow more as an organization and have more people make more money. Yep.
1: Um, So I've kind of touched on both of this already. Um, A lot of it's transparency. Like in in my business and I'm sure all of ours it's a very tight-knit group of people and it's hard to separate friendship versus you know working relationship and what i've what I've learned in the last year is the more transparent I can be with people, the better it is. because all that does is whether it's something they have or something I have that's animosity, it just builds and builds and builds and the like that's why I, I implemented this team meeting thing, which we've we've never ever done before, and it's going to be a, mm-hmm. a monthly deal that we do going forward because it provides everybody an avenue to communicate where normally you might be afraid to have that conversation it's more like oh well this is what's going on this is where we can be better and this is why i think that and it's kind of more of a group setting um and the part of like having a little bit of stake in the game type deal not necessarily like they get true ownership in the business but they feel like they're doing something to improve the business
0: yeah no i love that and so kind of going off what you're talking about um me and My employees, we had a sit down. We had two sit downs. One was to talk about how they were going to go about setting their goals because none of them have actually had to set goals before. Maybe one of them has. And then from there, it was like, okay, we're all going to present our goals to each other. And it was the week between Christmas and New Year's. And it was really fucking cool because, like, I actually talked to them about personal goals. And I was like, I want you to throw out like one personal goal whenever we're like, we go into this meeting. And so every person under me is a producer. So basically, it's like, you can tell what somebody's going to make by looking at their goal of what they want to bill is what we call it. Right. So, um, but you know, we didn't actually put like, Hey, I want to make this much money. But the cool thing about it was everybody's personal goal that they set out. Um, if they hit their billing goal, that's going to help them achieve that goal. Right. So to me that one, it just kind of felt cool to see them get excited about it because like, One of them wants an investment property, wants to do the house hack deal. One of them wants to buy an engagement ring. One wants to do renovations on their house. One of the guys who just started with me, like has worked a job, like paying a corporate job, paying shit for the longest time. And like just switched over to us. And he's like, I'd like to quit door dashing on the side. Like, I'd like to make enough money where I don't have to do that on the side and still live comfortably. So it's like, now we tie it all back to like, okay here's your annual goal, right? Which breaks down your quarterly goal, which breaks down your monthly goal. It's like, okay, then what are the daily activities we need to do to hit those? And to me, it was just like, they were all fucking pumped about it. Like they all loved it. The culture's really taking shape. And like, I know that if I can help them hit those billing goals, which I'm, there's systems, processes, training, all this shit that I know I can do. It's like, okay, I'm not just helping them hit financial goals. Like I'm helping them buy investment properties, helping afford engagement. Like, you know, it's like, that's like, that's one of the things I didn't really think about whenever, like, I s- just kind of felt like, not fell into leadership, but I was like, oh shit, I got to hire people. That's like really underground, like, probably one of the coolest feelings in the world.
1: Yeah. It's awesome to like help somebody reach their own goals. Yeah. And I heard something today that I, I, I even wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to start sending you guys an email, but it's something I don't, I don't remember who it is. I'll have to look it up. It was on a podcast I just listened to with, uh, gosh, uh, the, my first million guys. Um, and what this guy does is he will send an email at the end of every month that will outline the goals from the month before and he'll say if he reached them. And he sends them to like his tight-knit group of people to where it's like, hey, you know, I wanted to bill $50,000 this month or whatever it may be. And will be like, ah, I didn't hit it. Or like, I wanted to start 75 hard. I didn't start it. And like it's a full transparency thing. So it kind of gives that accountability Dude, for.
0: I fucking love that. Isn't
1: it a great idea? Yes. And what he does is he just sits down and he goes through his iPhone and he looks at his pictures, say, so January 1st, to January 31st. He goes through and he looks at everything he did that month and he just kind of gives everybody like a, almost like a blog or like, hey, this is what I did this month. And then, but he has his goals for the next month and then he like touches bases. On what he had for the month before,
0: dude. We should. I love like, that, dude. Bros in business. Yeah, we should. It, yeah. Like the consistent people. There should be groups of four or five, and then at the beginning of like beginning of the meeting, do whatever, and then like break out into your groups of four or five for like 15, 20 minutes, thirty minutes, whatever, and everybody go through all those goals with that group. Yeah, it, it's like I mean, this that's
1: what this group did for me is it pushed me to that like next level. Oh yeah, and something like that is like you know it's just going to push you even farther because you're sending it to. You know, like, I would send it to, like, probably, like, my parents, my wife, and, you know, you guys, and then maybe a couple of people I consider mentors, and then I know some of them are going to be like, well, why the fuck didn't you do that? Like, there was no excuse. Dude,
0: yes, and this group, thats awesome. 100%. It's, I want to keep, like, a, a document that, like, just, like, date marks every, like, little accomplishment that I have, but it's, like, just looking back, since we started a year and a half ago, I did have, didn't have any houses. I was yeah. renting. I have two houses. I didn't have any employees. I have five employees, right? One international one. How about that? Look at that! Yeah, <laughs> Look at that. my company is now international. Yes, yeah. there's two <laughs> yeah. of us now. If the Filipino princess, no, but and that's cool. Like that's a, I think that's a really good idea, and I think we should steal that and call it something else. Yes, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. The podcast he
1: was on uh, is that Sam? Is Sam Parr who's actually from yes. St. Louis who needs to come on. It wasn't he does not do that, mm-hmm. but he's like, oh, that's such a great idea. I should steal that, and I'm like, well, fuck. How about we steal it first? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, so one hundred percent. We can make an app for it. stolen. Oh yeah, if Let's you're go. listening to this,
0: yeah have any ideas of what we call it let us know and then we'll trademark it All I right. love that idea so here's a here's an interesting question um that I like and I I think it always almost always gets good stories it's bad boss stories do you guys have any stories uh, and I Brad I know you have at least one are not really a bad boss story but I know you have at least one from like high school but do you guys have any bad boss stories that you want to share
2: yeah I I had this dude uh so my job before uh Affleck, i was working for this janitorial company and this guy who hired me was this shoot first ask questions later kind of guy and working in the janitorial industry it was always like you didn't know what the fuck was going on in the building like i couldn't control exactly every single one of my like 45 employees that were running around the place and this guy would like you would not believe the money that was spent on quote-unquote team building Mm -hmm. where it was just Vegas bombs, dinners, like Cardinals games, Blues games, like vacation, shit like that. So he would do that all the time everywhere that we went out. And then as soon as we would do that shit, he would like report it and he we would get in trouble for it and he was just like he was the biggest fucking hypocrite ever yeah. and we had some really fucking fun times right there's no doubt about it he just but, uh, he was
0: just a nerd and he didn't like being left out he
2: was 100 a nerd yeah actually i think you might know him
0: i won't say his name on this have we talked about this before
2: yeah yeah fucking nerd yeah. for sure <laughs> um and uh yeah so he's just one of those guys and he uh I don't know. That that was probably one of my worst like leadership experiences. Um, but yeah, that dude sucked. Mm-hmm.
0: Brad? I feel like I really don't have like a, well, babe, a bad... Well, I was just talking about the time you got fired from that grocery store. Oh, it's just a good
1: story. Yeah. Yeah. So Share with the class. So I was... <laughs> the, the race I was actually just at, it's like our biggest race of the year. And... Oh, no, no. I take that back. No. Uh, we used to always race on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. So I asked, I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm gonna... I'm not gonna be here. <clears throat> you know, around Thanksgiving and stuff. They're like, oh, you can't take off that week. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I quit then. And she's like, well, you can't quit. I'm like, okay. So I like went back to like bagging groceries and this lady came up and I had to get fired. So I basically just said... Plastic or paper bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I was just told to go home and I, I never got rehired. So that was it. Uh, oh, that's awesome. And that's when you realized you were unemployable. Yeah, that was it <laughs> right then.
1: <laughs> so
0: oh, uh, that's, that's a great story. That's amazing. Um, so, my actually, my first job, which was fucking like taught me so much, I was slanging alarm systems. I was making like 100 calls a day. Uh, and there's this guy who was like, they called him like the president of the company so he didn't own it but he was like, basically ran the day-to-day for the most part. Um, and he was one, probably like 2.30, just like a shit brick house. Like he was, a, he was a kickboxer. Like the dude was and also like- A shit brick house. Yeah. Like he also <laughs> like was an avid steroid user and was like pretty open about it and I'm pretty sure one of the guys he hired was like selling him steroids like in the parking lot like once a month. So- had a, had himself a temper, um, and this guy would, I mean, you talk like boiler room shit, it's like this guy oh. would like work his job and then literally at home, like put his headphones in and listen to all the calls just oh. to see what was going on, making sure people were following the process. And we'd have these Monday morning meetings, which I would come in always hungover. So like anxiety out of the fucking roof <laughs> from the weekend. And somebody would get called out, and what he would do is he would find the shittiest sales call you could possibly imagine, (laughs) and he would play it in front of the whole group. Oh man! (laughs) And it was normally, it was normally, um, it was normally like one of the newer guys, because like, like I like I established myself pretty early on there, and he stopped fucking with me. But like, so he would get one of the new guys, and there would be like a new guy. I can remember a new guy was like trembling in his call, and he was so like, cause he was just he was fucking nervous, and he was like, he'd be like the fuck do you call that, pussy? Like, in front of of everybody. And, um, yeah, I just remember, like, there was just so many instances, like, everybody would, like, he threatened to fire everyone multiple times. Again, authority, not influence. Uh, One time he came by my desk because he heard me not follow, like, the process or whatever, which I probably didn't, but I was like, fuck it. I was like, John, I was like, he wasn't going to buy anyway. I was like, that dude was out. And he literally kicked my shaker bottle across, like, punted it across the room and hit someone uh, in accounting in the head. It like, <laughs> smoked her. Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, so finally it was like, they like, and I was just like, whatever, I'm making fucking good money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This is like, I was just bartending right before that. I was like, fuck it. I'll take this, you know, whatever. I'll take this abuse, I guess, because I didn't know any better. And uh, finally I was like on the verge of finding a new job. And they were like, Hey, we're going we're to cut all your commissions by 75%. Oh, <laughs> Like 75%. Damn, so I was used to... Number. At that time, <laughs> I was used to making like 7,500 bucks a month in commission alone. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I went down to like 2K and I was literally making $12 an hour outside of that. Jeez. like Hourly. Yeah. And so I had already been looking and so they, somebody overheard us kind of talking shit the night before about our commissions and, uh, and they like pulled me in the office, CEO, COO, who is his wife <laughs> and then like the sales manager whose dad owned the company. So, no weird shit whatsoever going on there but Mm -hmm. i had all brought in all these leads anyway they like sat me down they were like hey we heard you were talking shit i was like yeah you're fucking like you're fucking with my money like you literally have told us like one thing you do as salespeople is don't fuck with their money and cap their commissions and uh they're like well you know i think you're just toxic for this workplace and we got to let you go (laughs) and i was already in the final interview stages of a couple places so i was just like honestly i was like guys i was like you know I appreciate everything. Like, I appreciate the opportunity that you've given me. I, I've learned a lot, right? So, yeah, thanks for everything. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh. you know, he looked at me. He goes, there's like a dead pause. It was awkward. They all looked at each other for a second. And uh, John, the president or whatever, goes, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? He's like, you think this company's gonna fucking skip a beat without you? Like, on and on and on, went on this rant. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of it, I was gonna say something smart ass, but he would have whooped my fucking ass. And so I was just like, "All right, guys, thanks for your time. I'm I'm gonna head out." And that was it. Oh, what's he doing now? So four years later, uh, I talked to a guy that like still runs it, and it's, the company's doing really well. But four years later, they caught him embezzling money yeah. out of the company and trying to start a competing company. So he was on the run. Yeah, he was on the run from the cops for a little bit. Oh, wow. oh my lord! Real yeah. winner. Yes. Yeah. Best boss I ever had. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's Um, awesome. (laughs) Sal, also for me, Rich, we want to hear yours too.
3: I think it's not as crazy as you guys' first jobs, but it was my first job ever. It was like at a retirement home, and we had like I worked at the dining hall services. We had three different supervisors. Mm -hmm. One was pretty mellow, like he worked well with the rest of us. And then one was like super weird, like makes cracks jokes and stuff. And then there's one that was like such a hard ass, like she didn't care about anyone. She just like does her thing and like, like delegates and like, like uses her authority over people. Yeah. Um, I was like probably the person who should have got (laughs) fired because like the first, my first two days at this job, I was like, we had this, they had this old food court line and like at the end of the day, I had to like clean underneath it. So I was like, pulled it out to like clean underneath the floor but there was like a metal outlet box and like and then the food cart line had this little metal stick hanging out that hit the metal outlet box and then like exploded <laughs> <laughs> I was like mm. oh shit Like I should, I'm like am I getting fired? Nope didn't get fired and then worked there for two years it was my sophomore year of college and like I took like only worked weekends while I was in college so like I took one weekend off just to get everything started, get ready for sophomore year of college, and then all of a sudden, like I'm supposed to week- work that following weekend, they removed my name, didn't give me any like heads up that uh, this person like released me. The uh, sh- the one with the authority, like the one that hated every coworker and stuff, she just like cut a bunch of like employees and doesn't like give us a warning uh, or give us a heads geez. up. So like every week I'm on like calling, I'm like, hey, like am I scheduled to work today? For like two months they're like. No, you're not scheduled to work. Next thing they're you know, like, oh, your name's off the chart for like the list. I'm like, no one gave me like a heads up about it.
2: You got fired without even knowing right. it. Right. But it's just like,
3: <laughs> like were you let go or like was I get like did I get fired? Like I don't Yeah. Like they didn't give me any like reasoning. What was the reasoning, you know? Right. So, yeah. That was the worst job experience I had, but
0: Bitches.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, it was just it was, it's nothing compared to your ass's situation, but
0: that's a good one. It does suck. So um we're we're coming up on time here. So I'm gonna ask one more question. Then we got the OnlyFans inquiry. So of everything that we've kinda gone through, it's like what are your biggest what's your biggest focus as a leader going into twenty twenty two?
1: Uh, mine's gonna be just taking responsibility. Just because I feel like I'm in charge of everything. So it's like I, and I feel like I've done pretty well at that start the year. Like I've been if there's been something that's been an issue, whether, whether it was technically my fault or not, like it, like it is, it's always my fault. Like I'm in charge of everything that happens underneath the roof, everything it ships out. Like I'm responsible for it. It's my name on it. somebody else's name. So mine's just responsibility. Um, but at the same time, it's going to be to instill responsibility into my employees as well to have like the same, like, I fucking love this place type mantra.
0: Right. So I, Yeah. That's good. Mine is uh, clear roadblocks. That's it. Clear roadblocks. I've also realized like where a lot of my strengths lie. So there's a book called The Big Leap that I'm learning about and I'm kind of reading. There's four zones. It's zone of incompetence, zone of competence, zone of excellence, and zone of genius, right? Long of the short here is the zone zone of genius is things that you're really good at that you like doing. So I realized that like, Innovation and like problem solving, like for other people is something that I like. So that's my big focus in 2022 is just finding out where their problems are and coming up with creative strategies on how we can get better at recruitment, which will overall give us an edge on our competition.
2: Love it. Uh, for me, so a little bit about what I kind of what I talked about earlier is just uh, the consistency and and a structure. Uh, one of the things that I've gotten significantly better at in 2021 was saying no to a lot of things, uh, whereas before it was really easy for me to say yes. So, like, I will straight up just shut my door. If someone walks in, I'll tell them I, I don't have time right now, I'm in the middle of a project. And I, I have set Times where I talk with people on my leadership team. Um, if you want to talk about this, we can talk about this on our on our call, right? instead of wasting time during the day. So that's a that's a big thing for me. And then um, one last thing that i I wanted to say on, um, I, I did read an article about with Gary Vee where he was talking about some of the what he thinks the two big um, characteristics are that leaders need to have. And um, it was, empathy and, and kindness so he said he said the best leaders have caring and empathetic personalities so not everyone's gonna agree with that most people think that that's like this soft squishy like easy thing to do mm-hmm. is to be kind and and have empathy toward your people but he says in here that it requires discipline and confidence and enormous amounts of humility so i think it comes down to like kind of like what you said brad too is ha- taking that ownership of every single like at facet of your business and then just making sure that your people feel like they're taken care of. So if I can do that and bring value to my people, then it'll be a
0: successful year. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, so, uh, again, I think we're coming up on time, so I'm going to go ahead and jump to the OnlyFans inquiry where we'll all hop in and see if we can help. So this week's question comes from longtime listener, Samantha. So Samantha says, let's say you have a, let's say you have a manager that's not interested in your professional development. And wants to take all the credit for any novel ideas, any strategies, and any contributions that you make. Also, the manager gets upset if you share things with the team and they don't come from him or her directly. So, what Samantha is asking is what's the best way to establish yourself as a leader within your organization without stepping on your manager's toes?
1: I think she should just step on his toes. Fuck yeah. Agreed. So, I yeah, <laughs> mean, that's what I mean obviously that guy's not going anywhere he's in a position of like he's just a manager that can't lead if he's taking credit for everybody else's examples or you know ideas so i think that uh the people that are higher up than him will probably notice it a lot faster
0: right yeah so i think there's you know there's a couple ways that you can go about it like i would say if there's an opportunity to sit down with this manager and just be like hey listen like I want to help you. I also want to help this team. I'm trying to figure out the best way that I can do that because I feel like I have a lot of ideas for processes, improvements, and all this other stuff. To me, it's not like I would just assume based off how this question's worded, I'm sure that's happened or at least been attempted to happen. So then if, if that's the case, then yeah. I mean, you got to step on somebody's toes. It's either stepping on the manager's toes and kind of pissing them off or it's stunting your own growth and devaluing yourself. So it's like, I would continue doing what you're doing and give, share, help, implement, you know, share all your strategies with your team and show your value because eventually throughout your team and like your yeah. leader's leader, that's going to trickle up the more value that you can kind of bring.
2: This, sure. this guy or gal or whatever clearly has, uh, the, the boss has an authority problem, right? They, they're wanting them all like the ideas and everything to run up through them so they can fucking take credit for them versus helping them grow. So I think she, I mean, this person, Samantha needs to figure out, all right, what's the consequence of if I do step on this person's toes, is it that bad? And if it is that bad, and the people above them would agree with her boss. Then it uh, sounds like maybe should find a, another organization to be a part of. But um, I think you just have to kind of take
1: the wool by the horns, like Brad said. Fuck it, step on their toes, um, see also, what happens. Oh, sorry. I also think it's a perfect example of like like that guy was probably really good at the job she was doing, so they gave him the the boss title of yep. it. And then like when he had to actually lead the team, like he never could or or still can't. So now he probably feels like, oh shit! Like, look, Samantha's coming in. She's hot. She can do all these jobs way better than me. I don't know. Matt probably
0: knows her. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so fucking inappropriate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm just joking. No, but what 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 I'm saying is, she's coming out with these great ideas, and he's trying to take credit for it. And it's like, oh well, look, this girl's just came in here, a guy or whoever it may be, and they're already outshining me, and he's feeling threatened by that.
0: I was going to say. Anytime I've seen this situation where somebody is like, hey, come to me, like, let me present this, like, and whether it's like a smaller company or when I was at Purina, it was because that person kind of sucked at their job. Yeah, it, And it was because that person was exactly what you said. They were threatened by competition. They didn't want to see anybody under them outshine them. They wanted these people to do their jobs enough so, so they could get credit for it.
1: And what's crazy is like, I'm like the opposite way at work. Like I got this kid who's like way younger than me, but he's way smarter at certain things. And I just give him that like, I'm just like, I fucking pump his tires like crazy. And I'm like, why, why, why am I like, yeah, I own the business. Yeah, I'm the boss. Yeah, I'm the leader. But it's like, why am I going to like compete per se, like in a big situation like that? Like, why not like be the person who's cheering on all your workers? It's just going to make them want to work harder for you and everybody's going to win.
0: Yes. That's how it is. Right. Again, you don't have anything to hide unless unless you fucking suck at your job or yeah. you're worried about people out chatting you. Exactly. And that
2: leader should be excited that his team, if she's like on his team, is bringing these great ideas to the table. If anything, that should be a good reflection of your leadership and not some sort of threat to his job. And maybe he thinks that it's job security. But if, I don't know, that dude sounds like a bitch. So <laughs> Exactly. All right, there you go, Samantha. Your boss is a bitch. That's it. And step on his fucking toes.
0: Yep. Um, okay, guys, I think that's it. Thanks for uh, listening. If you get the opportunity, uh, hit us on Instagram, like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff on Spotify. Also next week, uh, we've got a special guest, Sam Prim. If you are interested in real estate and building a real estate portfolio, whether it's a side business or a full-time business, you want to fucking listen to this episode. Sam's a G. He's got about 25 million right now in current rental properties. He flips over 100 properties a year and his company's growing like crazy so anyway and he's got
1: some storage facilities he's got storage so facilities I'm too to and get him to fucking
0: Brad's trying to get in on that for that's sure that's right hell yeah yeah so we appreciate you listening we'll see you next week deuces later